7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Um, I thought I put in a, a world-class performance. Of course, I wanted the knockout, but he was a crafty veteran. He was uh, doing a lot of holding and, you know, trying to survive. So it is what it is. Um, no, I wasn't surprised at all. I knew that he was going to come in. He was going to be scrappy, and he was going to do anything to survive, and that's what he did. Um, it was what it was. I, I knew coming in that he was going to do a lot of holding. Um, I hit him with big shots, and whenever he was, he was hurt, he would hold and he would get scrappy. But that's just him being a veteran and him knowing how to survive and, you know, being in a lot of big fights. Um, at times, I, I did get a little reckless because I wanted to knock out. But um, that's just with him being a crafty opponent. He knew how to survive. He knew how to take the big shots. Uh, he knew how to hold on. Uh, no, I knew that I was going to try to uh, hit him with big shots from round 1 to round 12. That's why in round 12, you guys see me bite down and even try to still get him out of there because I, 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 wanted, the, the one, I wanted the knockout. But, you know, it's, it's good to get the rounds. It, it shows that, you know, how good of a boxer I am. And when I want to bang, I can bang. When I want to box, I can box. Um, it's a lot of big fights out there. I showed that on here, and I'm not going anywhere. Um, I want the big fights. I want to make these big fights. Uh, fighting someone like Gamboa was, was a... Uh, a stepping stone, but I'm here for the the big fights. I want to make the biggest fights happen to bring the best out of me. All right. So, what is that big fight that you want to get into next? There's a there's a lot of big fights uh, in the lightweight division. Um, Tiafimo Lopez is the the one with the rest of the belt. So that's the main fight that I want to make happen. Okay, let's see if that fight will happen. Good evening, everybody, and thank you for staying with us here on SAFM and for joining us on SAFM Spot On with me, Tabi Somosia, Katlako Modiba, and Timothy producing the show. The clip that we have opened with is from the dream himself, Devin Haney, after his uh, impressive win over Yuri Gamboa this uh, past weekend to retain his WBC lightweight title. It was so, it was very convincing. I mean, the judges got it 120-107 on two scorecards and 118-109 for Haney on the other scorecards. So it was almost a shutout there for Devin Haney. But, but, despite that, I know a lot of people are still not convinced by Devin Haney, who also beat our very own Nomeva. Was it last year when he beat Nomeva in America? A lot of people still feel that he cannot compete with the big guns like uh, Teofimo Lopez there, like Lomachenko, even uh, Ryan Garcia. People don't think that he can uh, put it up against those guys. And he's already called that Lopez, Devin Haney. And they say he lacks star power. In boxing, you can't only just win all your fights. You also need to be a star. And by being a star, you need to win convincingly. And I think that's what people are waiting for him to do against the Yuri Gamboa this past weekend. I mean, Yuri Gamboa is 38-39. Uh, as solid as he was, Devin Haney, but he could not put him down, uh, which uh, which uh, people have raised concerns about that. He can't come up against a Tank Davids if he can't put down a Yuri Gamboa there. But let's see. I think the boy is solid. I think he's very good. At 21 years old, 25-0, and 0, Devin Haney, another great talent in this immensely uh, talented, uh, division of the lightweights here but um, that's not what we're talking about tonight if you do did see the fight you can send us your voice notes to 061-4104107 and tell us what you think of uh, Devin Haney's win over Yuri Gamboa and by the way he had come back from shoulder surgery uh, before this fight at Devin Haney um, tonight Due to popular demand, we are bringing back the guest we spoke to last week all the way from Australia, former world champion, now turned lawyer, Love Mondo, who runs a very successful law firm back in Australia. He is, of course, one of our own. own. He hails from Musina in Limpopo, but has been living in Australia for over 20 years now. Last week, we traced his journey from Musina to Sydney, spoke about some of his fights, including Canelo, including Paul Malinaji, Philip Undo, and uh, the Cyclone Bongani Mwelase. And we also got his thoughts on uh, people saying that he should 
should come back home and be involved in South African boxing. And uh, he says uh, he doesn't want to take anybody's job, but if needs be, he will come back because ultimately uh, he wants to return home. But for now, he's a very successful lawyer with a successful law practice that he needs to look after. So we've brought Love Mondo back tonight. People wanted to find out more about his vision and what he thinks can be done right in boxing in South Africa. And when we talk about boxing in South Africa, we are not necessarily talking about boxing South Africa, but the people can can um, make contributions from anywhere they are on of up about boxing in South Africa. So I also think that we can find out from him how are the boxing programs, maybe in Australia, uh, how are they doing it? There are not a lot of big names coming out of Australia. I know there's a Kit Thurman that we probably all know. And just to be clear, Love Mondo is not a candidate for any position at the moment, so we're not giving him a platform to campaign, but we've just brought him back because so many people wanted to hear more of his views about what can be done to improve boxing in South Africa. So if you're one of those who couldn't get through um, last week to talk to Love Mondo, this is your chance now uh, you can send us your voice notes right now to 061-4104107 you can sms us to 41391 or you can call us directly on 011-714-2006 and we're going to end the show a bit earlier tonight at about 5 to 8 we have to go to uh, the news to news because the president Cyril Ramaphosa will address the nation at exactly 8pm and that address will be live here on SAFM. For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. And by popular demand, let's welcome back our guest all the way in Australia, Mr. Love Mondo, who's been kind enough to join us again on SAFM uh, this evening in South Africa. And it's very early in the morning where he is just to share his views on how we can uh, how we can help improve boxing in South Africa after our conversation last week. Hey, Love Mondo. Ah, no, Atiambi. Utoba ni Australia. Okay, that's good to hear. And did you think I didn't go Australia? And before, yeah, my children. Yeah. No, thank you, love. And they are devouring up on the seven. Yeah, we are, we are, we are, we are, Mm, 10 past 7 at night here in South Africa. Thank you again. 4 a.m. in Australia. We really don't take it for granted. I love more that you have been able to take our call for two Wednesdays in a row now. A lot of people asked us to bring you back. Uh, They wanted to hear more about your views on how we can help improve boxing in South Africa. But um, when we left the conversation last week, you were also still telling us that you do have plans to return home to South Africa one day, love more, if needs be. You said you are open to serving the country in any capacity whether it's boxing and political but obviously it is a family decision right you have to make sure that the family understands and agrees that that's that's correct you know it, it, it's a big move uh you know uh like i've been living in the i mean i've been in australia for 25 years you know um you know i'm a father and a grandfather and uh you know everybody settled here so it's not just a decision i'm gonna be making on my own you know it's a Something I would, you know, have to decide, you know, um, you know, with my family. And how 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 are the kids doing? How old are the kids now? My kids are older. You know, uh, the the oldest one is you know twenty four, and then I've got a nineteen year old, and mm. my son is seventeen, and uh, I've got two granddaughters. Um, um, you know, one is five, and uh, one is eight months old. 
Oh, great stuff. Are they interested in boxing? No, no, no. Look, my son does a bit of training, but, you know, honestly, you know, um, let the, you know I always tell them to leave the fighting to me. Look, I, I know. <laughs> honestly, I don't want to see my children fight. <laughs> you know, I'm sure any fighter, anyone that's ever been in the ring will tell you the same thing. You know, they don't want to see their children fight. They always tell us that, love more. Why is that? Because you guys are so passionate about boxing, but you don't want your kids to fight. Look, I fought for a reason. You know, I had to make a living to fight. You know, they, they don't have a reason to fight. And, you know, this is where it can be a bit risky to them. You know, you, you have to have a good reason to fight, uh, not just, you know, get into the ring and, you know, risk with your, you know, with your health. You know, boxing is brutal. It is a brutal sport, you know. You can make a lot of money, but, you know, it is a brutal sport. You know, you're always risking with your life. So, you know, um, it's not, you know, because I've been there, and I know the risks, risks involved, you know, um, that's why, you know, I, I, I'm not comfortable with my own children fighting. We always hear this from former boxers. It's an, it's an interesting one. But is it not also the sweet science that is boxing? It's science. It's, it's beautiful also. Oh, yeah, you know, the, it is a beautiful sport, but, oh, you know, you always got to think about the risks involved, you know, which is why, you know, I always tell fighters, you know, you know, that fighters shouldn't, shouldn't stay in the fight too long. You know, um, you know, like right now we see, you know, the likes of Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. making a comeback, you know. Personally, I don't support that. You know, I think, you know, you get in there, you make your money, you get out, you know, before you get hurt. You know, uh, what they are doing, you know, they're just putting their, you know, you know, their health, you know, at risk. Okay, no, I hear you loud and clear there, uh, Love Mondo. You can send us your voice notes to 061-4104-107. And just before we talk about your vision, Love Mo, how how is the state of boxing in Australia? Do they take it as seriously as they do rugby, cricket, and Australian rules? Look, um, cricket and you know, and football over here you know, are two great sports, uh, and you know, I would say swimming as well. Mm. But you know, boxing, you know, they take you know, in fact, they take boxing seriously as well. In fact, you know, one thing I know for sure is you know the government you know does inject money into the sport. Uh, you know, this is why you know we were you know able to bring out the likes of you know Roy Jones Jr., you know um, Shane Mosley, um, you know. Um, Tava, um, you know, to come to Australia and fight Australian fighters because the government put money into it, you know, which is something I think, you know, South Africa should also be doing. You know, if the government can inject the money and, you know, have these big fights out in South Africa, uh, and in a way, it's not money going to loss because, you know, um, uh, the government will make the money back uh, through tourism, um, you know, um, so... Yes, that's something that I think should be done. But yes, boxing is happening in Australia. Even now during COVID, you know, we, you know, we saw, you know, boxing is still happening. Not so long ago, we had um, Young Tim Zhu, you know, the son of the former world champion. Costa, Costa Zhu. Zhu. <laughs> yes. You know, you know, we had, he just fought uh, um, Jeff Wan. You know, I think everybody remembers Jeff Wan. Yeah, the guy that beat money. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, so... Even with COVID-19, we were able to have that fight on, you know, because, you know, um, the fight was put on, um, you know, uh, there was television involved, you know, um, and pay-per-view involved. So, you know, um, and he's going to be fighting again next month. Um, so it's still happening. 
that's the guy that's the name i was looking for jeff horn not keith Thurman. i don't know why keith Thurman came to my mind but jeff horn is the guy that i was looking for and costa zoo of course costa zoo probably has to be the greatest in australia do they see him that way look I, mean, I would say he's one of the best fighter you know we ever had in my era uh, and not just in Australia, you know, I think, you know, worldwide, he was one of the best fighters we ever had. Um, and then, you know, we had the likes of Danny Green, uh, and then we had the likes of Mahomet, uh, what's his name, um, uh, Mandin, uh, Anthony Mandin, you know, former footballer, champ fighter. Mm. Um, and then we had, you know, you know, uh, the likes of Victor Chinian. Yes, uh, so, yes. you know, we've had some... some Jeff Harding. Fighters. Jeff Hardy, yeah, but those, you know, Jeff Hardy and Jeff Fennec, you know, those are old fighters yeah. uh, back in the day, you know. I'm t- talking about the most recent fighters. Mm. <clears throat> okay, no, that's good to hear, Love More. But let's talk now. Let's just get your views. Firstly, you are no stranger to administration. I mean, you are appointed to the Australia Board of the WBF. What was your role there? Look, uh, I, you know, I was I was more there, you know, you know, their solicitor. You know, I was more involved in that, you know. Uh, running their legal stuff, um, <clears throat> but because of you know my workload, you know I've had to to withdraw from from the position. And your brother Rudolph? Yes. Yeah, and my my brother, you know, my, I think my brother is still involved with them. Um, you know, um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm no longer involved. And he's here in South Africa. What what is his role with the WBF? He's involved in, you uh, in, uh, in, you know, in sanctioning fights. So that, that that's that's his part. But you know, he, he, due to COVID nineteen, you know, he hasn't been active, and you know, it's, it's a lot of, uh, you know, the WBF is actually, you know, one of, um, it, it's a small organization, so it's mm. one of those, you know, so up and coming organizations. So it hasn't been really active in, in uh, during COVID nineteen. Ah, well, as, as as with most uh, sporting codes and also other associations. And love more, let's talk about the interest of boxers. You know, what can be done, in your opinion, to protect the interest of boxers? Because we've had numerous stories over the years of boxers not being paid or not being paid their full amounts. Look, there's a lot, you know, you know we, we can discuss when it comes to that issue. Uh, you know, uh, the issue about and how can we improve boxing in South Africa, you know, the short answer is, you know, by selecting the right team of people and spokesperson to run box in South Africa, um, you know, a team that has a knowledge and understanding of the sport, um, a team that has a good understanding um, of the legislative documents such as the you know, South African Boxing Act and the South African Boxing uh, Act regulation, and is also willing to implement these documents now, um, it's no use having the best legislative documents if they are not going to be implemented. You know, um, we we all know that in in any way implementation is is a big problem in South Africa. Um, you know, for example, we, you know we have the best drafted uh, constitution in the world, but it's as good as nothing because because it is never implemented. So basically, you know, we. We need people who you know will be able to implement you know and their conduct you know by the you know you know by the code of their conduct you know we we also need a team that is willing you know to learn from other boxing authorities um you know a team that is willing um to listen to its licenses you know uh, by that i mean listening to fighters 
trainers, managers, and promoters. You know, we all know that, you know, a team, you know, actually we need a team, you know, who's paramount consideration, you know, when running boxing, you know, um, you know, a boxing South Africa you know, is the best interest of the fighters. You know, we know great teams produce great results. You know, um, people should not be selected into the board because of the color of their skin or because of their connections, you know, with those in power. People should be selected because they are qualified for the job. They know the rules and regulations that govern the sport. You know, we should not, you know, forget that, you know, BSA is the boxing board of control. You know, it is the commission. Now, if this commission is incompetent, everyone else, you know, under its control suffers, you know, from boxers to trainers, managers, and promoters. <clears throat> the, the other thing, you know, um, the board should not also consist of a bunch of yes-men. What do I mean by, you know, a bunch of yes-men? Mm. You know, to, to illustrate this, you know, um, the issue regarding, you know, um, the former minister of, of sports, Fikile Mbalules, waste of, you know, half a million rand um, in 2014, you know, bringing Mayweather to South Africa comes to mind. You know, um, mm. Mbalula brought Mayweather to South Africa under the pretense of, you know, resuscitating boxing. But we all know that, you know, if anything, it was an opportunity for him to take a photo with Mayweather. You know, that was a clear waste of taxpayers' money, money that could have been used, you know, to rebuild and uh, <clears throat> improve the sport. Now, if the board, you know, the commission, you know, was not composed of a bunch of years men, you know, they would have stood up against the then minister of sports and told him, look, no, it's not beneficial for the sport. They would have, you know, proposed that the money be used, you know, towards um, something else. Now, for example, staging a world title fight in South Africa, which in turn, you know, would have been beneficial to everyone. You know, it would have boosted tourism, and the government would have made money from, from it. Boxers, managers, trainers, and promoters, you know, would have benefited from it. But, you know, the only two people you know, who benefited from it were Mbalula and Mayweather. You know, Mayweather got his Fed check, which he really didn't need, you know, as he's loaded financially. And, uh, you know, and he got his free holiday. Mbalula, on the other hand, got his photo with, man, you know, with the money man. Now, what I'm saying is, you know, the board should consist of people, you know, who are prepared, you know, to do more than, you know, just sit on the board, you know, and sanction fights. <clears throat> you know, um, it should consist of men and women who are willing, you know, to secure sponsorships, you know, and TV deals. You know, those who are willing, you know, um, to take, you know, the matter, you know, the matters to the government and ask the government to inject more money into the sport. You know, I just told you recently, you know, uh, you know about what's happening in Australia, that, you know, we are able to, you know, to have this big fight, you know, because, you know, the government is always injecting money. South Africa should do that as well. You know, um, in other words, what I'm saying here is, you know, um, we need men, you know, who are going to be pioneers of the sport. You know, um, our world champions, you know, um, should not have to travel overseas, you know, to defend their titles and risk getting robbed of their titles overseas. You know, um, if we had enough sponsors and TV networks, there would be no need, you know, to travel overseas. Now, um, how do you think, you know, um, the likes of Mayweather, you know, make so much money and remain unbeaten? You know, how do you think, you know, he became a household name? 
you know, and, and I'm not taking anything away from the man, you know, uh, he's a great fighter. But the only reason, you know, his record, you know, is unblemished and he makes so much money, you know, is because he only fights in his country, you know, where he has the support and backing, you know, and backing of his country, you know, the government, the referee and the judges. You know, the, the only time, you know, he ever fought, you know, abroad was when, you know, uh, you know, he fought a kickboxer in an exhibition bout, you know, in Japan. You know, he's marketable because, you know, he has the support of the media. You know, all his fights, you know, are televised. The point I'm making here is, you know, it's always a risk fighting overseas, you know, because not only are you, you know, fighting, you know, your opponent, you're also fighting the judges and the referee. If you recall, you know, last week, you know, I um, I spoke about my fight, you know, against Malinaji. Yes. You know, where, where, where the officials, you know, pretty much screwed me because I was an outsider, you know, and it cost me my title. But, you know, if the only reason, you know, I took the fight overseas, you know, was because the money offered, you know, was too good, you know, to knock back. So basically what I'm saying is, you know, the only time our fighters should risk with their titles overseas you know, should only be when a good pass is offered. Now, if they can make the same amount of money defending their talents at home, then why risk it overseas? You know, and, and look, I'll reiterate what I said last week, you know. Mm. There is so much talent in South Africa. But, you know, talent on its own in this sport, you know, is not sufficient to take you places, you know, or you know, fulfill your dream. You know, you need the right people behind you to help you get there. You know, but above all, you need the media behind you. You know, it is the only way, you know, you'll be able also, you know, to, to secure sponsorships. You know, uh, but then the question is, you know, um, the questions we need to be asking ourselves are, you know, one, how do you, you know, how, how do sponsorships work? And two, how come other fighters, you know, managers or promoters, you know, can secure sponsorships? With the exception of others. Well, you know, um, say for example, you know, um, I was a potential sponsor. You know, you came to me, say I run an electronics company. You came to me and, you know, asked me if I could sponsor you. You know, the first thing I'll be asking you, you know, okay, what do I have to benefit from? You know, what's the benefit for me? You know, how can I help you promote my, pro- my, my product if your fights are not televised? You know, if you do not feature, you know, on boxing magazines or newspapers, you know, how am I going to benefit? And why should I throw my money at you? You know, I might as well, you know, just place an ad in a newspaper or magazine, you know, to promote my product. Now, if you look back in the day, you know, when um, fights used to be televised, you know, almost every weekend, you know, sponsors like Blake, like me, King Kong, Crossbow Sider, in Nashua, you know, they were always on board. So BSA needs to lobby for television. You know, it is the only way, you know, we can bring, you know, these sponsors back, you know, and keep bugs in our life. You know, um, mm. now, if you recall, you know, last week, you know, some licenses, you know, which uh, include current and former fighters, you know, they marched um, to SABC headquarters, yes. you know, to express their frustration, you know, of lack of live boxing slots um, on SABC. <clears throat> now, I watched the whole thing on Facebook, mm. and it was a very peaceful match. You know, um, but however, you know, I was I was 
I was disappointed, you know, to see the media statement, you know, released by BSA, where BSA said, you know, something to the effect of, you know, uh, it distances itself, you know, from the march, and it will not, you know, hesitate to take um, decisive actions, you know, against any BSA licensee. Now, at its best, that was a threat, you know, to BSA licensees, you know, made with an attempt to discourage them from marching, you know, a threat made by the same board or commission, you know, that is supposed to have the fighters' best interest at heart. Now, as far as I'm concerned, you know, um, this be- and this only begs the question, you know, is BSA living up to its code of conduct, you know, which is pretty much involves, you know, um, having the best interest of these fighters at heart. You know, um, look, I could go on, but, you know, mm. the other reason, you know, um, I think, you know, we fail to secure sponsors, you know, um, I would say is because, you know, we do not honor, you know, our athletes, you know, or sports person in general, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, but mostly boxers. You know, if you look at it, you know, we've had some, you know, great, you know, fallen heroes, you know, like, um, you know, the late Arthur Maisela, you know, Brian Baronet, Baby Jake Matala, Corey Sanders, you know, just to name, to name a few. You know, we do not even have a memorial to honor these fallen heroes, you know, who once put their lives on the line, you know, to put South Africa on the world map. Now, now how do we expect potential sponsors there, you know, out there to take us seriously? If we, if we as fighters, you know, we, you know, we, you know, we don't honor, you know, the people we, you know, that we are supposed to honor, you know, um, how come, you know, we do not um, have, you know, sports grounds or halls or streets, you know, named after, you know, our great fighters. Now, everything is named after politicians, you know, from stadiums to buildings and streets. You know, this just shows us, you know, how much, you know, we celebrate our sporting heroes. Now, if you look at other countries, you know, like, for example, in America, you know, you go to Louisville, you know, they've got the Muhammad Ali Boulevard, Muhammad Ali Street. You go to New New York. You know they've got the you know uh, the Muhammad Ali Way. In the UK, you know uh, <clears throat> in Bradford, you know you have a street you know named after a former heavyweight you know champion called you know Richard Dunn. You know in Boston, you know you have a street named you know a boxer Callum Johnson. In Philadelphia, you know you have a street named you know Joe Frazier. You know, uh, how come we, you know, we can't do that? You know, um, and, and how come we do not have, you know, uh, the South African Boxing Hall of Fame? You know, um, how come our fighters, you know, don't get, don't get, you know, inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame, you know, uh, with the exception of Brian Mitchell? And, and, and you know what, not to take anything from Mitchell, because, you know, it's a well-deserved honor for him. Mm. But, you know, why aren't the likes of Ria Nibungu, you know, who in fact, you know, defended his world title more than Mitchell. Yeah. Now, why, how come he's not inducted? Well, it's simple, you know, because no one, no one has ever lobbied for him, you know, to be inducted. And this is something boxing South Africa should be doing. You know, uh, there are some great fighters, you know, like um, the great Dingan Tobela, you know, welcome Mitchell, you know, the late baby Jake Matrala, the late Corey Sanders, you know, the great, you know, Harry Gutierrez. 
they all, you know, deserve to be inducted. Mm. You know, but BSA, you know, who's supposed, you know, to have our, you know, for the father's best interest, they're not doing anything about it. Yeah, actually, Khirat yeah. Kutseo was on our show a couple of uh, weeks ago. There's a movie now being done about him, and it's being done by American film producers, by the way. They were so impressed by the, his story that they thought that they should do a movie about Khirat Kutseo. And yo, you've said a mouthful, Love More, and you know, I think you've won this round fair and square. I was there when when um, Floyd Mayweather was in the country brought by the Minister of Sport at the time, Figilambalula, and I gotta say, my disappointment was the same as yours. I mean, I remember going to the Duba Boxing Gym in Soweto where Mayweather was late. Not only was he late, but he only spoke for four minutes and he left. I remember being at Saskok House when he was introduced. They came in Bentleys and all of that. And we asked him, why are you here in South Africa? And he said, man, I don't know why I'm here. I was just asked to come here, man. It's a big check for me, so that's why I'm here. And it was so disappointing to hear that Mayweather they had no clue why he was here in South Africa. Even at the gala dinner we went to, he still couldn't grasp why he was here. He was just invited to come here and be paid for it. And it was really such a disappointment. But on with everything that you've said, should we go to the voice notes now or later? Okay, we're going to go to the voice notes just now. But with everything you said, um, let's just nitpick it a love more. I mean... We've got a situation, for example, here where a boxer like Nomeva took part in the PBL tournament and many other boxers also, they are still owed their money. Nomeva is owed a million. Some are, some boxers are owed um, money also by the promoter, Dixon Mula, uh, who has refused to come and speak to us or has declined to come and speak to us about this matter. But we will keep on trying. In, in a case like this, I mean, how do we protect the interest of boxers in South Africa? Or do you think enough is being done to protect the interests of boxers in South Africa? Look, I was going to come to that. That was the next thing I was going to discuss. Uh, you know, um, you know, you know, the, the thing we need to be asking ourselves, you know, is, you know, how come fighters, you know, mostly black fighters, you know, finish their careers with no money? You know, um, they come into the sport as puppies and finish as puppies. And, and what is boxing South Africa doing about it? You know, um, you know, you would think by now, so, you know, BSA, you know, boxing South Africa, you know, you know, would have created, you know, a retirement fund, you know, for fighters. You know, some co- boxing commissions are doing it. You know, why why isn't Boxing South Africa doing doing it, you know? Even footballers, you know, have a pension scheme, you know, which provides, you know, valuable benefits for players and, you know, their dependents during their playing career and after they leave or retire. Uh, you, know, um, you know, there's also, you know, like you mentioned, you know, there's an issue about, you know, fighters not getting paid, you know, and this has been happening for a very, very long time. You know, um, what is BSA doing about it? You know, you would think by now they would ensure that, you know, uh, before they sanction any fight, you know, they would make sure that, you know, you know there's money, you know, um, held in trust, you know, to, to, to cover, you know, the, all in the fighters' fees. You know, not not just a percentage of the pairs. You know, it should be you know there should be sufficient funds in there before you can even sanction you know, uh, show. Um, and the other issue, you know, is uh, contracts. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, actually, there's a lot of you know slave contracts going on. You know, going around in boxing. You know, um, you know, they should be done away with. You know, um, BSA should. You know, um, you know, and. And I know they talk about it, you know, they look at contracts and all that, but, you know, they should be looking at these contracts, you know, thoroughly, you know, and, and ensure, you know, that fighters, you know, are not screwed financially, you know, or, or, or tied up in long-term contracts, you know, which are not beneficial to them. Um, 
and and you know if if BSA is not already doing this, they should also you know introduce you know minimum passes you know to ensure that you know with every and and also ensure that you know with every win you know the minimum pass increases. You know we've got situations where fighters are signed up and the contract states you know uh, you know they get you know so and so dollars you know as a, as a minimum pass for you know mm. uh, for each fight now. Now you could pretty much be fighting for you know for for two years or you know, three years or you know uh, for the you know you know for the same promoter and just getting paid the minimum pass you know you know technically the promoter is not doing anything wrong because he's still paying you you know what the contract says you know which is the minimum you know but I think you know with every win you know your minimum should increase mm. uh, and and BSA should ensure that you know, that's happening. You know, uh, and that's the only way, you know, you know, we can ensure, you know, that, you know, some of us, you know, the fighters, you know, will finish, you know, their boxing career, you know, with some money, you know, saved. And do you think uh, our boxers are aware of their contracts when they sign these contracts, whether it's here at home or whether it's overseas, that they know exactly what is due to them? Look, you know, sometimes when you're desperate, you know, you just find whatever is put in front of you. You know, you know, a lot of fighters are desperate, and and you know, and unfortunately, you know, um, most fighters, you know, I hate to say it, you know, but most fighters are not educated. Uh, you know, they just see the dollar sign and they just think, okay, okay, this is a great contract, you know, I'll sign it, you know. But you know, you have to really, really, really properly, and you need to get you know some legal advice before you sign it, you know. Uh, you know, if you saw, you know, sometimes last, I think, you know, uh, there was something in the paper uh, in the Sowetan, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, by, you know, a story that was written by, you know, by Bongan you know, Mahasela, you know. I, I talk about, you know, uh, cases where, for example, you know, um, you know, South African fighters have to go fight off and uh, you know, they get paid in, uh, in U.S. dollars, uh, you know. Um, but, you know, I know for a fact, I know of one particular case, you know, where, you know, uh, a fighter, a South African fighter, you know, was offered, you know, uh, 250 uh, U.S. dollars, 250,000 U.S. dollars for the fight. But, you know, the manager and the promoter told him, you know, he was only getting paid 75,000, you know, um, dollars. Uh, so what happened to the, you know, to the rest of the money? You know, obviously, you know, the, you know, it went to the promoter and the manager. Mm. And even on top of now he still had to pay, you know, his management team and his trainer from that seventy five thousand, you know, dollars. Um, huh. um even though know, they the took one seventy five of the two fifty. Yeah, but you know, he never knew about the money. Mm. You know, this is where I say, you know, uh you know, um BSA, you know, there should be some transparency. You know, uh, BSA should ensure that you know there are some transparency in in, uh, in relation, you know, to the you know to the fighters' passes. You know, they should see, you know, they should try, they should have a look at every contract that's being offered, you know, overseas. You know, it, it is their job to protect the fighters. So why aren't they doing that? Let's take a quick break. Love more. We're going to come back with some of the voice notes that have come through on 061-4104-107. We are in conversation with our former world champion, now 10 lawyer, who's running a very successful law firm in Australia. I love more. Leading sport stories of the day on SAFM.
before we go to you, to the voice notes, Lovemore, you just touched on something here very important about um, you saying that BSA basically should um, in, be involved in these contracts and know these contracts. And you also said that our boxers are usually desperate and they'll sign up for anything. So what happens if Boxing South Africa advises a boxer to say, but don't take this fight because the money is not good enough, but the boxer wants to fight? Are you saying that it should be law or it should be left to the boxers ultimately? What I'm saying is, you know, there are situations where, you know, fighters get screwed. You know, uh, basically, when I, when I say transparency, you know, and, and boxing South Africa should, it shouldn't be the boxing South Africa's decision that, you know, fighters, you know, they should make, be making the ultimate decision as to whether the fighter should take the fight or not. Mm. You know, but what they should be doing is they should be ensuring that, you know, the fighter is getting paid, you know, what, you know, uh, what they've been offered, you know, uh, overseas, you know, not what the promoters or the managers are telling him, telling them, you know, this is, you know, what they've been offered. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, yeah, you know, it comes down to the fighter, you know, whether you know, he wants to check a fight or not. Um, but, you know, but okay. BSA should look at those contracts and, you know, and just make sure, you know, these people are getting, it's easy. You know, sometimes all you have to do is just call, you know, the you know uh, the promotional team you know that's you know that that's you know offering the fighter you know mm-hmm. offering the fight you know it's it, it's well known that you know sometimes promoters will release their fighters to go fight for another promote you know uh, you know promotional you know uh, organization um, but you know in cases like that you know they usually take you know they're entitled mm-hmm. to twenty five percent of the fighters' best but, you know. The example I just gave, you know, that was more than 25%. Yeah, much more. I want to go to the calls, Lavmo, because our show is going to be cut short due to the address of the president. But so many people want to uh, raise uh, their comments. And Titus from from uh, Midlands, but in, is in Cape Town, has called us. Good evening, Titus. How are you? Fine, thanks, Titus. Go ahead. Thanks for taking my call. I just want to thank Lavmo. I'm impressed of what he's sharing with us. I wish boxing South Africa should be listening to 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 what what he's sharing with us, and including Saskok as well. You know, it's so disappointing that yeah, in this country, uh, I, I, uh, we've got go- boxers who are professionals like us, myself and them, but we've we've forgotten about them. I mean, there is even if you go to YouTube, you're looking for Asama Maisela's fight. You won't get, you won't get this fight. Mm. I want him. I wish he could come to the country and be one of the members of South African uh, boxing, South Africa. Even if he has to be poli- being uh, in politics, I appreciate what he was saying that look at how we lost money with Mbalula. Mm. Instead of that money, should have been invested in boxing in the rural areas or in the townships. I mean, when I grew up in Midlands, uh, uh, Midlands Bapedi Hall used to be the hive of boxing. If you go there today, I mean, it's dead. And uh, the then boxers, the, the baby Jake and, and them, they were sponsoring themselves. I'm getting guys to come in, uh, young boys to come to be interested in, 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 in boxing. Both brothers, Joseph Levy, I remember in Zone 9 where I come from. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were all come to us, we will be boxing in, in their backyards to try and carry, encourage us into boxing. Currently, the boxing is dead. It died with Adama Maisela and, and Jagisi Lebi. And I would, I would appreciate if probably in years to come, if you decide to come back to South Africa, take responsibility and you must be in the board of South African boxing. Okay. Thanks a million. Great call. Thanks for that, Titus. Let's take a few of the voice notes. 
Good evening, Tibos. It's X from the Eastern Cape. Well, Tibos, I agree with Mr. Love Mondo uh, on quite a lot of things as said, mouthful, and I also believe that uh, government should uh, invest in sport by injecting more funds. And until then, we'll run into cyclists with no direction. Thank you. Hi, Mzansi FM. Thank you so much for bringing Ulavmo back home. Though it's via the airwaves, um, we love you so much. And um, we really cannot wait to have you back and groom Italian back home, Mzansi. My late dad, Bo Isaac Singo, used to love you so much. And he used to say, Yo, you see this guy? like you fight like a wise man well done thank you good evening Tabiso. good evening love more i do not agree with bsa getting involved with overseas fights where a promoter is arranging for you for a fight to fight overseas i think that is between the promoter your manager and yourself if bsa gets involved there Boxers will not fight overseas, and I think with your promoter that you sign a contract with, you need to trust him that he's doing the best job for yourself. Uh, and you can also arrange with that promoter of yours that if the money's not good enough to get you more money. Okay, thank you for some of those voice notes. You can keep them coming on 0614104107. Do you want to respond to some of them? Uh, love more, especially Titus from Cape Town who, say, who says that they need you back, they want you back, you've got so much to offer. Look, uh, I think we've already addressed that issue last week. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, I would love to assist any way I can. I don't really have to be back in South Africa, you know, to assist, you know, if... If Bucks in South Africa contacts me and, you know, ask me to assist, I'll assist in any way I can. Um, you know, but I already mentioned that, you know, I will be coming back, in, you know, uh, to South Africa in the future. But, you know, uh, I'm more into politics, you know. I, I'm more concerned, you know, about bringing changes, you know, uh, you know, for, for the ordinary people you know, in, in South Africa, you know. Um, but, uh, yes, you know, um, Look, I will come back in the future, uh, but just not right away. Uh, look, the, the, you know, and I appreciate all the comments that were also made. Look, the other thing I needed to address that really, really, you know, um, you know, that that really concerns me, uh, you know, that bothers me. You know, it, it relates, you know, to the national title belt. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, you know, personally, I think, you know, it is ridiculous, you know, that you know, a fighter has to defend the title five times or three times for a female, you know, to rightfully own the belt. You know, this is never heard of, you know, anywhere in the world. You know, you win the title, the belt should rightfully become yours. You know, if you lose the title, BSA should provide, you know, the new champion with a new belt. You know, it's even a further insult, you know, to hear that, you know, most fighters, you know, current and former fighters, you know, are owed, you know, these belts by BSA, you know, you know, if BSA cannot afford to pay for these bills, they should look for potential sponsors. You know, uh, you know, and I, I, I've seen the current belt. You know, um, you know, um, it, it, it's not the best looking belt. You know, it is nowhere near, you know, the old bug belt fighters used to receive back in the day. You know, um, and and the other issue again, you know, I wanted to discuss. You know, is you know, uh, you know, you look at it. We don't even have, you know, the, you know. 
uh, a team, you know, Olympic team going, you know, to the Tokyo Olympics. Yeah, no, that, uh, yeah, know. that's a big issue that, mm. you know, you know, we, we are supposed to be the most, you know, developed country in Africa. Uh, we don't have a team going to the, you know, Olympics, you know, in uh, small countries like Cameroon and Uganda, they've got fighters going to the, to the Olympics. So, you know, you, you have to ask, you know, what's going on, you know, is, you know, it's, you know, somebody's not doing their job properly. Yes, and we did actually speak earlier this year to Sanabo. They're in charge of amateur boxing in the country, and we were asking them why is there no why are there no Olympians going to the boxing? And uh, the board eventually stepped down, and there was a new interim board that was put in place. And actually, you've just reminded us of something here, Love More. We should bring them back and find out how much progress has been made since. And just back to the issue of the purses and boxers and promoters. In how how does it work, Love More? Who works for who? Is does the promoter and manager work for the boxer, or does the boxer work for the promoter and manager? And I'm asking because I want to find out who should be paying who here. Uh, look, at the end of the day, you need a promoter. You know, uh, you know, without a promoter, you can't have fights. You know, unless if you know, you can, you know, you know, uh, unless if you can promote yourself. You know, um, and you know, it costs money to promote yourself. Uh, so we need promoters. You know, uh, we need managers. You know, as long as they're doing the right thing, you know, uh, you know, by the fighters. And, and you know, I, I'm not here, you know, trying, you know, to, uh, you know, um, I'm not trying to talk bad about promoters or managers, but I'm just talking about some of the cases that I've, uh, I've seen, you know. There are some great promoters out there, some great managers out there, you know, who've got, you know, the best interest of their fighters, you know, at, you know, at heart. Um, look, at the end of the day, you know, it's a working team. Uh, you know, you need a promoter as a fighter, and the fighter, you know, the promoter needs a fighter. You know, um, so you know, you know, we need each other. Uh, so it's not a matter of who is working for who. You know, it's teamwork. You know, uh, and if it's a great team, like I said, and you know, um, you know, great, a great team creates you know great results. You know, um, so yeah, it's not a matter of who is working for who. You know, um, we, we, you know, the fighter needs a promoter, promoter needs a fighter. And it seems like uh, the the Hall of Fame issue, you've raised a, another burning point here. Somebody says on the SMS that Lovemo is 100% correct. Vuyani Bungu is now working for the Buffalo City Municipality for minimum wage. Is that one of the of the things that pains you, that Vuyani Bungu is not a Hall of Famer? And you're saying that because his name is not being, being put put forward by the right people? Oh yeah, that that really yeah yeah. You know, it's something I've been you know talking about for ages. You know, he was a great fighter. You know, if you look, you know, um, you know Brian Mitchell was able to defend his title twelve times. You know, Vianney Bungu defended his title thirteen times. You know, but he's not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, so you know, you you would have to question. You know, uh, obviously somebody, you know, someone is not you know lobbying for him to be inducted. Uh, because he should have been inducted, you know. And the other issue, you know, is about, you know, uh, if you look, for example, you know, American fighters or fighters in the UK or fighters, in, you know, in Australia, you know, we get an opportunity, you know, to be to be fight analysts, you know, during fight night, you know, and I don't see it happening, you know, with South African fighters. You know, uh, you, you would think, you know, you know, they, they'll be getting work, you know, with some of the TV in, um, uh, networks, you know, to become, you know, fight commentators. But, but it's not happening, and you know you you don't really have to be you know um, you know um, you don't have to 
to be great or you know or, you know uh, you don't have to be you don't have to speak english like an englishman you know to be a commentator you know mm. in south africa you know we've got 11 official languages you know these you know the people like you know bungu or nita they, they could come on board and, and commentate in, in, in in, in closer. Yeah, okay. We're just going to have to leave it there because of this, of time, Love More. The president is about to speak. But thank you for speaking to us here. And this Kolokoshani says, Tabi, so the people of Wuwani in Vembe have honored Philip Ndo. There's a hall named after Time Bomb and there's a street at Hannes Ngani to be named after him. That's good to hear. And the only other boxer that I know with a street named after him is the late Tera Matebul, our first black world champion. But he was on his show a few months before he passed away and he told us that he was not even consulted and that street is not even where he leaves and he was not too happy with that but we have to take news early because the president will speak right here on SAFM at 8pm it will be it will be taken live so don't go anywhere